Jacques Howard, I'm on location at Pat's Diner, and I'm with Jarrell Blakely, who is a candidate for the city council at large position in the forthcoming Trenton, New Jersey elections in May 2018. Jarrell, um, it's been a it's been an interesting morning. You know, we're dealing with some weather issues here in Trenton, uh, pending a nor'easter, major snowstorm. Later, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about um, how um, you feel um, uh, your candidacy will handle um, issues like snowstorms, etc. But before that, I'd like for you to just share a bit about why now? Why did you decide at this point in your life um, with uh, all your education background, um, why you decided to get into the, the race to be a politician now? Well, that's a great question, John. And I would say that this was something that I wrestled with for a long time. Uh, I have a fantastic life. I enjoy what I do. Uh, I have been very successful at making the kind of impacts and doing the type of things that I've kind of prepared myself for for uh, my entire life. And so I struggled with running because I was concerned about, first, if it was the right time. Second, if I was prepared to make the, the very significant sacrifices that public service entails, as well as not wanting to be involved in a political process that sometimes can be bitter and nasty. And so it was something that I wrestled with. It was something that I spoke with a lot of folks about. And it actually came to me while driving to school. I'm actually pursuing my doctoral degree from the University of Pittsburgh. And I was driving to Pittsburgh in the middle of the night and I had a very intense conversation with myself. I talked about, or I discussed with myself, should I do it? And I had this epiphany. I said, you know what? There's something that I can add to this race. There's something that is missing in the current crop of candidates that I think I can add to. And so I spoke with my family, I spoke with my mentors, I spoke with my friends, and I came to a realization that now is the time. And I'm excited that I did. I am enjoying the campaign trail. I really enjoy talking to people and learning their issues, learning how they want to make the city better, and learning about what concerns them about the city. And so, after a long and tortured process, <laughs> I'm very happy that I made the decision that I did to sacrifice my time, my energy, for the people of Trenton. Mm. Now, uh, can you share a little bit about the actual uh, process? Because I, I think sometimes people think it's a matter of, hey, I'm going to decide to do this, I have some money, I do some fundraising, I go out, I shake hands, I kiss babies. I do public announcements. Can you talk about the real work that needs to be done and the preparation that should be done or that you received or you believe should be done? So the first thing that I actually did when I decided, when I got back to Trenton and I said, hey, I'm going to do this, I just looked at the city charter, sat down, researched it, looked at the city charter, looked at what exactly a city council member could do to address the issues of Trenton. So that's one thing. You have to be aware of the limits of the position that you're seeking. So that's one thing. Another thing that I did was look at the budget. 
I said, hey, let me look at the document that governs city government in terms of our priorities. And so I looked at our budget. Then I looked at assembling a team. I realized that I could not do this by myself. So I spoke to my good friend, uh, Eric Johnson, who I attended middle school and high school with, and asked him, hey, could you assist me on this endeavor as my campaign manager? And then I assembled a social media person, a treasurer, and a number of other supporters that I valued and that I trusted. Then you have to establish a financial base. And so I started fundraising, asking people that I knew, asking institutions that respected the work that I did to consider contributing to my campaign. And that's been very successful. I am so blessed to have people who believe in my vision. And I'm deeply appreciative of their investment in me to make sure that I have the resources to share my message with Trentonians. And then it was a matter of organizing. Now, professionally, I run a campaign for a living. And so I know some of the nuts and bolts of city government, or not city government, of campaigning. And so it was all about transferring those experiences into the electoral field. And it's been something that's a lot of work. This is no joke. Even the petitions process was something that was hard. But I felt good. I had a good strategy to get my petitions. And with the assistance of a few folks, I was able to get 400 petitions in 20 days. And that was a very exciting process. I enjoyed talking to voters. I enjoyed learning about their issues. One thing that I would say is Trenton is so small. We literally have two degrees, three degrees of separation. And so I really enjoy meeting parents of my friends and and family members and just folks who I hadn't seen in a long time who vigorously endorsed my candidacy uh, by signing my petition. And so it's been exciting. I love it. If this, this is fun. And that's one thing that makes it a little easier because it's a lot of work. And if you don't enjoy it, it becomes very tedious. Mm -hmm. And I am proud to say that I haven't gotten to that point yet. Now, while you were out um, getting petitions signed and uh, on the campaign trail, so to speak, what were some of the positives that you heard from residents? About the city of Trenton? Yes. Well, people believe that Trenton is a community. And Trenton is the size of some neighborhoods in major cities like New York and Chicago. And so there is a level of community in places like Trenton that escapes our larger neighbors. So that's one thing that I noticed, that people were committed to Trenton in a sense of they wanted it to do better. They believed that it could do better. There was no one that I met who did not believe in the capacity of Trenton to be a better city. And I thought that was something that was extraordinarily important. So that people may be down in the city, but they're not out. And uh, there's a saying that if you can look up, you can get up. And I believe that Trentonians believe that Trenton can get up and become the city that we all hope that it can be.
Great. Now, considering uh, the diversity, the cultural diversity here in Trenton, um, it's predominantly African-American, but we have a large and rapidly growing Latino-Hispanic population, as well as an Eastern European population that isn't very well engaged um, uh, but then we also have, you know, Caucasians or whites who are here as well. And then we have uh, some immigrants from other uh, African countries uh, who are here also. Um, can you just talk about your vision or your view of the diversity here? And is it a positive or is it something that's a bit of a challenge there? No, I believe it's a positive. I believe that Trenton is a rich tapestry of different cultures. It was one thing that I really loved growing up was Heritage Days. Mm. Heritage Days was fantastic because you saw how Trenton represented the world. And I believe that we have to do more as a city to encourage the development of programs that highlight our diversity. So many of Trenton's issues can be fixed by looking at our history. And not just by looking at our history, but also strengthening our history as well as highlighting our diversity in history. And that's something that I don't think we do very much of. Trenton is extraordinarily diverse. When I taught in Trenton, we had everyone from Hispanics to whites to uh, just you name it in terms of language. We had a Tibetan population in Trenton not too long ago that folks uh, were not aware of. And I think it's something that we should encourage. There's one thing that unites all of us, regardless of your background, and that's that you came to Trenton or your parents came to Trenton looking for opportunity. Mm. So it just doesn't matter if you were in the Soviet bloc. It doesn't matter if your parents came from the South, if they came from Haiti, if they came from Guatemala, El Salvador, Mexico. They all came to Trenton from where they were and said, this is a place that I want to invest my time in, and this is a place that will give me the opportunity that I deserve. And unfortunately, Trenton has fallen on some hard times, but it's important to remember that almost no one here is indigenous to Trenton. We all came here. We could have went anywhere. We could have went to Chicago. Our parents could have went to Newark. They could have went to wherever. But they came to Trenton. And it's important for us to understand that our city still has that potential. Our city still can serve as that beacon of opportunity that it once did. I believe that Trenton's best days are in front of us, not behind us. And I think city council and uh, city council members as well as other elected officials have a responsibility to make Trenton what it could be so that we can maintain our status or, uh, and some folks, regain our status as an opportunity city. Mm. Well put, well put. <clears throat> now, your education background, your higher learning education background is in history first and foremost. Um, Trenton has a rich history, which you alluded to a little bit. Um, I like to tell folks that um, you know this is truly the birthplace of our country, whether or not people want to believe it or not. If Washington did not win the two battles of Trenton, there wouldn't have been a battle of Princeton, and subsequently he wouldn't have been an, uh, inaugurated as our first president. Uh, can you just share some thoughts about the historical aspects sure. of Trenton? So I actually learned my, or gained my passion for history through the Trentonian. At the turn of the century, there was an article series 
where the Trentonian highlighted each year in the 20th century and talked about the history of that particular year. So, for example, in 1990, they highlighted the the election of Doug Palmer. And so I can remember reading that newspaper every time it came out and learning about Trenton's history, just in the 20th century. And that just lit a fire that is still burning. And so Trenton has rich history. Uh, rich history is something that we need to capitalize more on. We have the old barracks. We have one of the oldest state houses in the country. We have beautiful architecture. We have an Olmsted design park. We have so many attributes that other cities would kill to have. And so I think that's a value, not even as someone who studied history, but someone who understands history. And I think we are not doing enough to take advantage of our rich historical legacy. Great. Um, and I do want to stick with education because that is something that is, is very clear of uh, you know the environment that you grew up in, the support system that you had in your parents to encourage it, and uh, seeking multiple degrees, higher learning education degrees, which are, which are critical uh, in this day and age. Trenton's uh, often gets um, ridiculed for its public education. Um, you taught in the public schools. Did. You attended the public schools. What would you like to say to the folks um, who just want to throw out figures and numbers, uh, sharing about how poor, air quotes, Trenton's educational system is? I will say that I encounter some of the most talented teachers that I've ever encountered working in the Trenton public schools. You look at some of the graduates who have graduated from Trenton High, say over the last 10 years, you will find countless Ivy League graduates, holders of graduate degrees from elite universities. You will find countless folks who are making positive contributions in the world, both in Trenton, in New Jersey, and throughout the world. I can tell you folks who have graduated from Harvard, University of Virginia, Howard, Spelman, Duke, Harvard, I mean, it, you can just name it. I can sh point you to people who will credit the education that they've gotten in the Trenton Public Schools as central to their success, both personal and professional. And so I don't buy into the hype that Trenton school system is defective. I think we have extraordinary, extraordinarily talent, talented students and teachers, as well as programs within the, universe, within the school system that are awesome. I mean, I spent every summer at Prince University as a high school student for free. In fact, I was paid to attend every um, every summer. I attended Prince University preparatory program. Then there's Princeton Model Congress, and there's all these programs that I participated in that I know that I would not have gotten in other schools. And so, I think that Trenton public schools can be improved. I believe that there are some challenges that many of our students face and many of our families face that impede or inhibit academic achievement. But I will say, without a shadow of a doubt, that the teachers in Trenton, many of the teachers, are fantastic people 
and solid professionals. And I was proud to work aside them. It's mm, great to hear, especially coming from someone who was there, not someone who was looking from a distance. But it was, it's great to hear you yeah. comment on that from being there. Um, part of Trenton's stigma, I like to say, is, uh, is encouraged by some of the media outlets. Um, you know, uh, it's often been said in print media, if it bleeds, it, it leads. leads. And um, you and I both are residents of Trenton, and we, we know that that's not the Trenton that we know. I mean, it happens, but that happens in lots of different communities. Um, can you just share some of your thoughts about um, how Trenton is perceived, not only by Trentonians, but also throughout the region? Well, I would say that Trenton's, Trenton is a place that has kind of emerged as a boogeyman in the region. I can recall dating a co-ed at Princeton University. She's a beautiful woman, fantastic, and we decided to go to dinner in Trenton. And she was terrified. And I couldn't understand why, and she thought that it was a very dangerous place, and all she heard about Trenton was, this is a place you don't go to, particularly at night. And when we went out to dinner, and she noticed that it was safe, she realized that her understanding of Trenton was faulty. And so I think that's something that I would encourage other folks to do who are not familiar with Trenton. Go to Trenton Social on a Thursday night or a Wednesday night and see karaoke and see folks having a good time. Go to the Smokehouse and see folks having a good time and, and, and enjoying themselves. Go to our restaurants in Chambersburg and see some of the finest Latino uh, cuisine on the East Coast. Go to our events and, 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 and civic events and community events and see that people in Trenton are like folks everywhere else. They want to learn, they want to grow, they want to be safe, and they're looking to improve the quality of their life. And so I would say that Trenton is a place that is, is safe. I've never felt unsafe in Trenton, ever. I live in the middle of Chambersburg. I've never been robbed. I've never been accosted, ever. And so I think many folks in Trenton have that same experience. And I would also say that if you're looking for trouble in Trenton, you will definitely find it. <laughs> Just like anywhere else. Just like anywhere else. But if you are not looking for trouble in Trenton, you have nothing to worry about. And I've been in Trenton my entire life, and I've never felt unsafe. I will say that there's some places, like anywhere, that you don't stroll through with a Rolex and, and you know at 12 o'clock at midnight or 2 o'clock in the morning, but that's anywhere. And so that's what I have to say about that. Mm -hmm. Now, as a, a city council at large uh, member or candidate, um, if elected, um, how will your tenure address some of the issues with the stigma and uh, the education, et cetera? Well, listen, I think that city council has limited powers in the area of education policy. Uh, there's, I believe, two council folks who sit on the board of school estimates as well as the mayor has exclusive power to appoint school board members. And so there's that in terms of our limited power. 
However, city council members can be advocates and a conduit for building bridges across educational institutions. As someone who understands how the school system works, I think I could be a real asset in assisting the public school system and the superintendent on how to partner up with different entities to ensure that we are maximizing our resources. So I'll give you an example. The Trenton Waterworks has been in the news a lot. And one of their main issues is that there's not there's a lack of qualified folks to work as water operators. On my website and on my social media page, I looked at the research and analyzed what all folks in the city had to say. And I looked and saw that to be a water operator, you need a particular certificate. You need a high school diploma or a GED, as well as a year of operating experience in a water plant. I'm not sure why we have not explored figuring out ways to, to train Trenton Central High School graduates for these particular jobs. And I believe that there has to be a partnership between the waterworks, our school system, as well as the Votech School, to ensure that we are providing opportunities that already exist. Mm -hmm. These jobs start at $60,000. That is very attractive for a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old. Hell, it's attractive for a 50-year-old. Exactly. And so I believe that city council members have to be a part of the solution and think of innovative partnerships to encourage our city on its pathway to greatness. Jarrell Blakely, thank you for a couple of minutes of your time in this segment, and we'll be discussing more things later, but I thank you very much for your time. Thank you.